You're listening to the Beats and Bars podcast hosted by Battle Beats. This podcast is out there to shine a light on the most slept on and underrated rappers and producers. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Battle Beats here with the Beats and Bars podcast. We've got a very special guest today. We've got Hollow. How's it going, man? What's going on? What's going on? Not bad, not Doing bad. Doing pretty good. Not bad. So I'm really, uh, I'm really grateful that you've come on this podcast because I think you're really talented and I think that more and more people need to hear your, your music. So do you want to just tell us a bit about yourself, where you're from, how long you've been doing music and stuff? Yeah, man. Uh, I am from uh, Akron, Ohio. I've uh, been listening to rap music since I was probably like 10. Mm-hmm. I started writing middle school, high school, um, somewhere in there. And then I just, I, I wrote a lot, but I never really did anything with it until actually just a couple of years ago, I decided to pick up a microphone and give it a shot and see if I could uh, put together a song. And I didn't hate how it sounded. So I just kind of kept going and nice. that's just how it's went, man. What was it like? What was the first sort of feelings and emotions going on when you was like right i've done my first song and i'm ready to put it out what was like the feelings behind that it was like there was like nervousness and then also like excitement mm-hmm. um because i have very like high standards for myself so like and it's funny because at the time I, I did that song and I was like, wow, this is so good. Like I have to put this out and start doing this. And then you go back and listen to that first song now. And it's like, what was I thinking? You know what I mean? Like, how did I, how was I so like hyped about that? Mm. But, you know, you, as you can see the potential there. So I guess, you know, you'll, you'll take what you can get, but it was, it was good. It was something that I didn't expect. It kind of, the the thought to do it and everything kind of happened just so quick you know mm-hmm. and then I went for it and once I heard it and I was like this actually sounds pretty good you know it was exciting to put it out there and get started with everything yeah nice nice it always is like that when you start off you think your stuff's fire and then you listen back and you're like right mm, maybe not but you know you've got to work with something you, you know you know well, you don't have, yeah. you don't make your best stuff on your first day, do you? You know, you've just got to keep going and keep grinding it out. Oh, of course not. Of course not. Well, yeah. what, what would you say are some of like the, the things you've learned along the way of the grind um, to get into where you are today, where you, you know, you're obviously way better than where you were at the start and, you know, you've honed your craft a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I think the first thing I learned is just how much time music can just suck away from you. Like you don't realize it's like a time vacuum. Um, You start working on something and uh, you know, you'll feel like you've been doing something for an hour. Next thing you know, eight hours have passed and it's, it's just crazy how you don't realize it. And it's, you know, I think that's one, one way to know that it's something you love to do. So that's, that's good. Um, and just how much goes into it to making, you know, quality music, you know, when it comes to mixing, especially, which is what I spend most of my time doing. I've tried ever since I, I started when I thought it like I had a good enough sound. I've 
put so many hours just tweaking mixes and every time I do a new song I'm trying out new stuff with it and uh you know I never realized how much went into that and how important that was to getting a good sound mm. you know if you can be a great writer and have a you know great flow and everything but it's going to be hard to make your music enjoyable and listenable if it just doesn't sound that great you know what i mean mm. so <clears throat> that's something i've really focused on and learned that that's not easy to just do mm-hmm. so nice so yeah that's it's really cool that you've just sort of worked on mixing because not a lot of artists can <clears throat> can do mixing so what why mm-hmm. what what did you why did you get into it and what was um, the, the the main reason because a lot of people just sent out to other people like me to mix or to um, local mm-hmm. studios where they live. What was the, why did you think, right, I want to actually get into mixing? Because I know you've referenced it in one of your songs on the um, hollow tapes. So I thought we could ask you that question. Yeah. So I think part of it was because when I was starting it, I did, it was just kind of like a Tesco. Like I wasn't sure, like when I started working on my first song or first couple of songs, I wasn't sure I was actually going to, it was going to get to the point to where I liked them enough to put them out. So I had, I have a MacBook cause I, I do uh, graphic design. So I have GarageBand on there. So that's kind of where it all started is I opened up GarageBand and started messing around in there. And I just kind of looked up like a few tutorials for templates and, and whatnot for, you know, how people set up general like rap vocals. And uh, so I kind of followed like one of those guides and that's what kind of got me started to where like, Hey, I I can probably figure this stuff out myself. Mm -hmm. And also because I was so raw at the time, like I didn't want to send it to somebody. I don't know one, because I, at that time I didn't know how to send stems and, and stuff like that for other people to mix it. Um, So you know, that played a part. And then, like I said, me kind of being uncomfortable sending like music that is completely raw and I don't even know if it's good or how it would sound when I'd get it back. Like I just wasn't comfortable trying to find somebody to send that to. So um, I just started messing around in GarageBand myself since I had the program. And, you know, every, every time since then I would work on a new song, I would like, you know, try new things and see what sounded good, see what Mm -hmm. didn't and it just progressed from there and I just got sucked into just uh like trying to perfect it every time I make a song Hmm. and it's that that's enough that's that's where most of the a lot of the time vacuum I was talking about comes in too is Mm -hmm. the mixing is because I can sit there and and listen to the same verse for an hour over and over just tweaking little things in the mix and it's it's just ridiculous Hmm. yeah nice that's crazy so do you have any um secret tips um, for mixing that you, you want to share tips and tricks that you use picked up on the way oh man i i have no not really <laughs> just because i've done so much so many different things some tried so many different ways and to be honest like i'm just i'm somebody who's never satisfied like even where i'm at now everybody has you know everybody will tell me like oh your mixing is really good but like i'm not happy with it um I guess the biggest thing and what I do is find big time artists that you really like. And whenever you're mixing a song, 
listen to their song, and then immediately go back to yours and play it and say, and then start tweaking different things, whether it's the EQ, the compression, um, because in general, you know, that's kind of is, is the basis of it, of a mix is you start out with an EQ and you kind of level out and then you bring in the compressors to kind of just get everything pretty level, keep every, you know, the peaks from uh, going crazy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, once you get that stuff out, I like to listen to artists that I want to sound like when I hear the music and then I just tweak things, you know, with that and try to get it as close as I can. Nice. That's so I guess cool. that'd be my best tip. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's just, just follow what works. Yeah, that, that is all that people need to know, really. And then you can start messing with like reverb and delay and stuff. But um, who were who were your main exactly. sort of influences then in music? Because, you know, you use a lot of reference tracks in your mixes. So who are your go-to guys that you want to, if you draw inspiration from, you want to shape your sound to be a little bit like theirs, but still be unique to yourself? Yeah. Um, so I started out listening to rap music with uh, pro- uh, Lil Wayne was mm-hmm. like the first big like rapper. I went in and listened to all this stuff. Um, that was because my brother, that's what he listened to. So um, I, I guess that was the first time I got an idea of like punchlines and, and how, how to write as far as that goes. But then like, 95% of white rappers I got into Eminem and for the longest time I'm like there's no way I can do anything like whatever the hell he's doing um and then the more I started writing I started to notice like little things that he does the way he sneaks you know double meanings of entendre stuff like that I started to realize that I can kind of I'm starting to put some of that stuff into my music as well so not that I'm like trying to copy him, but because I listen to him so much, his I would definitely say his style has rubbed off on me somewhat. I have been called like I don't remember it was like the Walmart or the dollar store, uh, Eminem. So <laughs> I was like anything anything that ends with Eminem in a comparison to me, I'm fine with. Um, and then uh, there's there's definitely some guys on YouTube though that are kind of shaping where I want to go. Um, I, I listened to a lot of Quadeca for a while and seeing his style evolve and to, and then him and Joey Nato. So I like how they are bringing a more mainstream sound and style and blending that with the YouTube rap, which is a lot more like lyrical, um, rap and they're kind of putting their own mainstream spin on it. And that's what I'm trying to start getting into now is, you know, having more catchy, you know, like singy hooks that you can just vibe to. And, you know, but every now and then, you know, there's always, there's always going to be a time to just, you know, go ham on a verse and just being super lyrical with it. But Mm. I think trying to adjust your style so it is appealing to more people is uh, something I taking influence from guys like that into uh where i want to go in the future for sure yeah that's that's nice that's nice so um what sort of things have you been working on recently then because i know that you've sent me some unreleased stuff um Mm. i won't name the songs just in case but um they were they were really cool and i noticed that um they were they were slightly different to some of the stuff that you've put out before but because there was um quite a bit of like singing 
uh, and quite catchy mm -hmm. hooks. Um, and I noticed that you just said that you've you tried to incorporate a lot of that, but uh, it's really cool. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the unreleased stuff that's coming out soon? Yeah, I, I got a lot, honestly. Um, I wish I could just drop what I have now, but I'm uh, saving it for some special special projects. Um, I got, uh, it's no secret now by this point, uh, but I've got a, uh, a lot of songs with Eddie Ace, which uh, me and him became friends through uh, Retrack Cypher. And ever since I hit him up after that, we've just decided to work on a ton of shit together. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I got a lot of stuff with him kind of in the vault. And then like you said, you know, some of that, that new stuff, I'm waiting to just figure out exactly what I want to do with it and how I want to put it out there, whether it's singles or whether I want to put on EP. Um, <clears throat> another thing is I am trying to get more into music videos. Um, so I would, I would like to, instead of just dropping song after song or a bunch of you know eps i want to mm. make it more focused and you know dropping music videos mm -hmm. and just you know one at a time so it's it's more engaging and people can see more you know more me and uh so that's kind of why i've held off and putting them out is because i'm just still trying to figure out but what i want to do but yeah um like you said that's kind of like the first step in the process of what i was saying with just making things bigger catchier mm -hmm. you know stuff like that so yeah that's nice and i think it's really cool how you've sort of seen the 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 way that other people have done it and realized yeah what they're doing is really good and it's working i want to be able to incorporate that into my music into my artist brand and whatever and you know to help me grow and that's that's the good thing that you're sitting on a lot of fire because you know, once you've got a few music videos ready under your belt, you're mm -hmm. prepared then to release some stuff and then you can start building a really, really, really sick momentum wheel that's just keeping going. Uh, and I'm excited for when you do drop all of that stuff. But do you have a, do you have a team of guys that you can trust on? Uh, like, right, you need to come and help film this, you need to help me this video edit, or are you just a one-man band at the moment? Uh, as far as filming, um, I have uh, my brother-in-law has shot what videos I've done so far. However, he is about to be moving, and mm. that will not be an option. So I got to figure that out. Yeah. Um, so as far as shooting music videos, I don't know what I'm gonna do yet. Um, <clears throat> I got I, you know I got I got the the gear and equipment myself. Like I said, I just need somebody to stand there and hold the camera. Mm. Um, and then, you know, but as in other aspects, I do have, you know, a team. I got, you know, I got a producer. He uh, sends me a lot of stuff. We go back and forth with, you know, sending mixes and and giving me feedback. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of people like whenever I finish a song, I'm sending it to them and I'm like, I need I need your 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 feedback, what you how you think this sounds. And they always give me like honest, you know, their honest opinions and that's always very helpful. You need people to be real with you and not just be yes men or you're going to trust that whatever you're doing is already so good. You just keep doing that when for me, it's, you got to always try to find something wrong so you can get better. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's always what I'm looking for when I do my music. So yeah, I got people, uh, a group actually called Grindhouse. So the producer I was talking about kind of, uh, 
got me in with them and they got a couple producers, a couple rappers that I've done some collabs with and uh, we're just, you know, all good friends. And like you said, as far as, you know, if some, one of us needs some like artwork, we'll help each other out. If, you know, we need a feature on a song or the produce, you know, producers got these beats, I'll send them around. And if, you know, we hear something on a beat, we can make a song out of it. We don't have to worry about, you know, paying like big, fees for beats or anything like that for leases and so it's it's definitely good having uh, a group like that behind you yeah nice i think it's really good to have have people around you because i've 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 made a few <clears throat> beats and i've like thought right i think this is actually going to sound really good with that guy then you send it to them and then they're yeah. like they really vibe with it or you know you you maybe think well i've just spent this time doing this mix i really like it however let's see what they think. And then they're like, uh, maybe just, this isn't good. This isn't, this isn't as exactly how I thought, blah, 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 blah. And then it just, it really helps you like get better as well. It really helps you like work on your craft as well, because you just don't want to be putting out stuff that like you, you said, if you're putting something out and it's not as good as it could be, you might be falling on dead horses. You might just be, you know, wasting your time. Whereas if you're getting that feedback and you're getting that constructive criticism by people that you trust, not just people who are just trolls and are just saying things to be mean, you can actually then grow, become better. And in turn, you're not wasting your time, which is, which is super good that you've got that team around you. We've, I've talked about um, teams before in the podcast with Wyatt and um, we swear by it. Like, we've helped each other grow so much just by working closely together. And I've seen that with myself and other artists as well, how we just help each other grow by being honest, being good friends, making fire music as well. Right. But um, I was listening to um, the hollow tapes and it was really sick, man. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the, uh, the themes behind that and uh, what was going on with that music? Cause I know that you've not, um, I didn't find it on YouTube, but I found it on Spotify. Yeah, so on YouTube, I didn't break the songs up and drop them as individual tracks. Um, I it, It's on there, but it's just one video of the full EP. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as that goes, that was just when I, I felt like I was finally at a spot where, you know, I was, I can make like a couple quality songs. Um, after you know making some remixes getting started making like a couple songs before prior to that um but that was where i started and these it didn't really start out as an ep it started out as just a couple of songs that i had in the works and i thought they were all just at a certain level so i went ahead and worked on a couple more and then i worked then after i had those which was pretty much everything except for the intro track I made the intro track and I think it all just kind of meshed together. Well, um, as far as themes, there really wasn't too much. Um, that was back when I was just kind of rapping to practice and, and get better. I wasn't too worried about, uh, content, I guess, as much as just coming up with bars and working on my flow. And that's really what that is. Like there's a couple songs where, I have, you know, some message to it, but they're, uh, some of the songs, it's just random shit pretty much. Mm. So, uh, 
it's got a mix of that. And that's something I'm starting to work on now is staying on track with a message with what I'm trying to say in my music and um, not just put out a song that even though it's like, might be like good rapping or good flow. I'm not really like saying much. So that's what I'm working on now. But I think that was my first good collection of songs. I still listen to it, which says a lot because I don't listen to a lot of my old stuff. Um, after I've listened to it over and over and over, you know, it just kind of wears out. But every now and then I'll go turn it on and I'm like, man, I wasn't too bad back then. <laughs> so, we were talking a year, bro. It wasn't that long ago. <laughs> yeah, but for me, that's half my music career. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah, it's crazy how even in a year you can grow so much, which is which is really good, especially when you're like focused and you're determined and you're just grinding out every single day. Absolutely. I think that's really cool. But mm -hmm. I noticed you like you've done a few remixes. You did the uh, the YouTube Cipher three one and a few others. What's the uh, favorite remix that you've done? My favorite remix, probably, probably Marsh. I did the Eminem Marsh remix. Mm -hmm. I really really like that one. I did the Homicide remix, but that was a little older. There was bits and pieces of it that I really, really liked. But as far as like beginning to end, I think Marsh, or I even did like, uh, it was kind of a remix, the box. Uh, somebody, mm -hmm. uh, somebody like it was, the beat was like a little bit different, but it was like a remake of the beat. And then somebody did a hook for it and I, I found that on beat stars and I thought it sounded really cool so you know that's like 60% of the song is how good the beat and that dude sounds on the hook and then I just have have my rapping which is pretty good on it but I, I I'd have to say I think I like Marsh a little bit more mm, nice are you thinking that you're gonna keep doing remixes or are you thinking at the moment uh, I'm kind of like got I've got my own stuff or do you think remixes are a good way to help you grow and get more fans as well? Uh, I definitely think so. Um, it's just when that right one comes about, if I, when I really like the beat and I get inspired by it is pretty much what happens. You know, everybody was doing the Godzilla beat, but I heard the, the Marsh song and I really liked that. And I was like, I want to do that. So sometimes it's about, you know, what everybody's doing to try to get a couple extra clicks, but sometimes it's just, you know you hear a beat that you vibe with mm. um some of them you know or at least i used to think have this mindset because i initially started out doing like uh like mumble rappers beats and like remixing songs like uh, like gucci gang and stuff like that and that was because i had the mindset of like well that's a really good beat but it's getting butchered by the guy who's on it so let me make a better mm. version of it um but no it, it just you know it depends like i don't ever ever plan on it i'm not you know and it's if i do do one it's gonna be i can either write to this in a day or two and get it out while that that content is still relevant or i'm just not gonna do it all um and like i said that all hinges on just how inspired i am when i hear yeah. the beat i guess that's the the main thing is if the, if you can if you're listening to that beat and you're vibing with it and you can just hear flows going off in your head and you're you're lyrics are just popping out do yep. it but you know I, i've seen a lot of people just release a remix write it in like 30 minutes or something 
put it out within the hour and it's just like bro you should have just spent more time with it like you know i get i get you're trying to do it for the clout trying to get the subscribers blah 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 blah. but you should have just spent a bit more time in it and Mm. and it's a shame because it's kind of like a pressure cooker isn't it with with those remixes you know if you if a if a song goes viral like a rap song and you you post a remix like in the same day or two days you've got a really good shot at shot at getting loads of views and stuff but yeah if you've got if you don't do the beat justice it's just going to be a waste of your time you're going to get yeah. more dislikes negative likes and and that's the thing with those remixes i like listening to different artists that i'm messing with and seeing what they've done to it but sometimes i'm just like oh man if you'd only just spent a little bit more time it's exactly so annoying especially exactly. that the popping challenge do you know when everyone jumps on the popping challenge yeah like popping challenge popping challenge actually leads into what i was going to say next and that's like if i do do remixes i'm doing videos for them because uh or wait okay yeah, yeah no ksi is right that's what you're mm. talking about yeah. i get conf- i get confused because there's what's popping because i did yeah. that remix yeah and then the popping so i actually I, don't, I didn't know if that counted as a challenge or a verse but i really like my verse on that um, and I think, think if I, sorry. I think if I made a video for it, that it, and he saw it, it could have been like one of the top 10 ones. Cause just for shock factor alone for one, one bar in particular. Um, but I thought that it was very, I thought, I just thought it was a good solid verse. And, uh, I, you know, it's one of those verses I can go back to even after listening to it so much and be like, damn, this, this is hard. So um that definitely made me like got it in my head like if i do any remixes or challenges i'm making videos because when he was reviewing them he didn't watch any that were just an audio you know what i mean they all had to be videos so i kind of learned my lesson from that yeah and i guess i was watching when he was reviewing reviewing them and like the crypt one crypt one but literally i think crypt's talented and he's great but i think the main reason why he won was because he just went so fast on his verse. He just obliterated it and just went 100 miles an hour. And I think, yeah. I think that's what got KSI like, wow, this, this is fire. But um, Yeah. Well, and to be fair, and, and like I love Crypt. Crypt is such a good dude. Um, his so his this videos is a, are nice, and I like him a lot. Yeah, and this isn't anything knocking him, but he had the biggest following, so it was almost like a slam dunk for him to win. I'll say there were a couple other like people with big followings on there. I know Ali Tamanique was one of them. Um, I can't think there's like two or three. They were really big, but I think he just in general had the biggest like push and influence. So um, as far as just him getting votes, I think anytime that somebody leaves it up to voting, it's going to go to one of the more popular people. Um the the one case I would say against that was uh, the probably the YouTube cipher uh, volume two like when Crypt did the contest he did the contest for somebody to get on it was a DK rap artist who won it and that was a case of like just like pure like hard work and like force of will to uh, win that contest because I watched him and that dude streamed seven days straight for like 10 hours a day on him like omegle like just like 
random people, like, hey, if I rap for you, will you go vote for me in this contest? Like, that dude worked his ass off to uh, get votes. But, you know, like, a lot, most of the time, like, when it gets left down to voting, I just think it's more who people know, mm. who has the, the most fans, because those are the people are, that are really going to go look at it. I don't think, you know, even 20% go in there completely blind, listen to all the options, and pick their favorite. I just, I just don't see it happening that way. You no, know what I mean? that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. Exactly, exactly. But would uh, would you like to be on the next YouTube cipher? Absolutely. I think uh, I I've been trying to just put myself out there more. I don't think uh, they probably view me as quite ready yet, which that's something I'm. I actually understand is I don't want to be thrown on one when I'm not good enough yet. Like I, every time I put out something or put out a verse like immediately i'm like oh this is this is that level and then i listen to it more and more and i start realizing things i can do better so um even if it don't happen tell youtube cypher 15 <laughs> if if he's still doing them then and you know that's how long it takes me to be good enough to be on it then that's what it is mm. but of course yeah. i'd love to be on one of those yeah that would be really cool and i think i think it's really cool to see crips as gained like a really massive community of people um yeah. and he's got some real diehard fans as well and like yeah. i see you repping his merch all the time i see a load of people repping his merch um, yeah. and it just goes to show that he's just such a good dude and people just really really mess with him and just you know just really are for him which is really really cool but mm-hmm. um if you was to have a feature with anyone that you haven't had a feature with before that like a dream feature who would it be um, uh, probably, probably Quedeca, because mm-hmm. I just I would just want to make a really fun song with him. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's probably because I would keep it in the. I feel like I don't know if that's necessarily realistic, but I wanted to keep it at least in the YouTube range because that's kind of where I'm at now. So mm. I'm not gonna go like any mainstream artist. I'm not gonna be like Drake or anybody like that. So yeah, probably yeah. Quedeca. Nice. And where do you sort of see yourself in the next sort of five years? Hopefully, um, at least on the tail end of that, not having to, you know, work a regular job and just, even if it's just, you know, making ends meet, being able to solely do music or YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, I'm definitely looking into doing more just other YouTube content. I have for a while. That's something that kind of went into me, uh, you know, getting the webcam and mm-hmm. making it simpler to sit here and do videos. But where I'm at now is, do I want to just hop on the train of everybody of doing reactions and hope I, you know, get a reaction to a specific song that's going to blow me up? Or do I want to try to come up with some original content like Crip did or <clears throat> like Quadeca did with you know their their styles of rap and um just other types of videos that they did that's mm. you know was the genius of them is they do reactions or like Crip does reactions but he got big off the stuff that he really was creative about and uh like uh the everything great about for uh like rap devil and stuff like that and everything bad about like those videos were so enjoyable and that's the other stuff that i'm talking about like trying to find something like that like another niche 
So I'm not just hopping on the train of reactors, but I'm putting out music related content. You know what I mean? So that's, that's the tough thing, but hopefully I find something somewhere I fit and hope that's what I'm hoping works and gets me somewhere like said in that, in that like five year range, I guess. Nice. That's sick. Um, and we'll sort of wrap it up soon, but uh, what would you say mm-hmm. is the, uh, what advice would you give to yourself that you know now when you started rapping? Start up way sooner. I wish I would have started when I was like 15, like when I started yeah. writing. Honestly, I, w- I wish I had the, uh, like a computer, a microphone, and just everything I started doing two years ago, started doing it 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. And just, no. you know, I just think about where I would be now. You know what I mean? Yeah, you just never know. Like right. I've, al- I've always been doing music for like 12 years, but I've mm-hmm. only really been producing um, for five years or so. So if I'd actually started producing early on, you, it, you know, you never know where you'd be. But mm-hmm. I guess the what is are the hard thing, but it's really, it's, it, it, it is good advice to say, just start mm-hmm. doing it, just start. If you like writing, exactly. if you like playing a few instruments, just just start, do it. Because yeah. when you're young, you got nothing to lose. You can exactly. try, try it out. If you're not good at it, fine. If, if you find someone else you like, go with it. You never know. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't think it's that good, like to anybody who's young thinking about starting to try to make music, even if you don't think it sounds good at first, or don't put it out, but keep doing it until – you hear something that you're like, Oh, this is starting to get good. Cause it takes a minute to develop. I feel like I kind of came out, like when I came on, everybody from, from the gate was like, Oh, you can, you, you got good writing and your, your flow is good. And I hear a lot of people just try to start up, but they haven't really written before or anything like that. So their flows are so clunky and like that's a problem I never really had. Like I was generally smooth. Like I or had a general idea of, and I've I've improved on it so much since I started. But because I was writing for so long before I started like recording music, I at least had like a little bit of a head start when I did get on the mic. Um, and you know, it's not like I said, it, it's I can see why it's tougher for people who just say, "Hey, hey, I want to make rap music," get a mic, and then they just try to start rapping, and it's just not as easy. Um, I had, I had a buddy who, uh, I haven't really seen in a while. He's, he's kind of a friend of a friend, but we've hung out a couple of times and he hit me up. He was like, uh, dude, I, I love, I, I seen your music. I love your music. I was thinking about, uh, making rap music. I was like, dude, come over. I'll help you out. And it was a chore trying to help, like help get this dude to, it was almost like I was trying to push him to my level immediately, which I know you can't do. But it's like, it was frustrating because I'm like, you got to say it this way, or you got you got to be on this tempo. You got to say it, you know, on beat when I'm trying to help him write. And I wanted to be like, no, don't put that there. But I also got to like let him do his own thing and develop. Like it was so hard. Like I'm not a teacher, so yeah. it didn't go well. I'll just say that. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's that's when I realized like, hey, I actually got somewhat of a talent because I just watched somebody who has never done this before, tried to do it. And it was ugly. So. Oh, that's cool. I remember teaching some uh, younger kids guitar a few times. I tried to teach someone how to make beats. Who's a teenager. Yeah. Um, and it's hard work at the start. Um, yeah. 
you tell them about eight times and then they eventually get it and then they forget and it's just like oh just just yeah so just yeah, yeah it's just it's it is frustrating that's one mm-hmm. thing that I, I would i do always say is if you want to get into something know you're going to be you're going to suck for a while but that's all right just keep doing it just keep just keep writing just keep producing whatever it is just keep doing it and doing it and doing it and then it's going to be good that's if i was to go back with um when i started releasing beats i would have i wish i had held off a little bit um but i didn't and that's fine whatever it's cool it all happens yeah. through it's just it's just the journey i've done but um I think I think that's really good advice, man. But um, I think we're coming up to about the forty-five minute mark now. I don't like to, to make the episodes much longer. But um, where can we all check you out? So I can put the links in the in the descriptions and things, and people can go and follow you and check all all your dope music out. Yeah, it's uh, just uh, your boy Hollow, Y O U R B O Y H O L O. It's Hollow, not Holo. Um, yeah, I've said that before, I and uh, yeah. I, I realize that it's not the way you say it. I didn't know if it was. I mean, I didn't know if you did, but a lot of a lot of people do when they first hear it, and then even after they learn the right way to say it, they mess it up. But yeah, at uh, your boy Hollow, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, YouTube. So everywhere nice. there. I had I had a SoundCloud, but I don't really use it. And last time I used it, like the song, I put I tried to put Hollow tapes on there. And then they pulled it down because I didn't feel like going through and doing the whole process of saying, Hey, I bought all these beats and whatever. So I, I just, after, I stopped using it after that. So yeah. And then uh, on uh, Spotify, it's actually holographic music with an F not a PH. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's, I'm, I'm actually looking to get that changed, but for now that's what everything is under on Spotify. So that's like H O L O G R A F I C music. nice nice man but no thanks for coming on bro it's been it's been a great episode getting to know you and your music and all that stuff and this will be dropping in a few weeks so keep your eyes posted tomorrow's episode is going to be with Maguire, which is a good episode as well yeah Um, so that's that's going to be fun this one will be out by the time that one's out so everyone whoever's listening go to that one too because it was a good episode but uh Sounds good, and um, um, oh, actually, sorry, I should have said to you, Eddie Ace hit me up. Um, he wants me to help him make some beats and things, which is going to be super cool because I remember mm-hmm. listening to some of his verses on some of your music that you sent me before, and and I like the guy; he's really, he's really talented. So that's going to be fun. So, yeah, man, uh, appreciate you for having me, and it was it was fun talking to you. And happy days. Uh, yeah, yes, sir, yes, sir. Yeah, and we need to make some more music um absolutely i actually i still have your beats that you sent me and we, me and eddie are working on some of them so uh and i mm. got one we got we scheme on a hook for one nice. uh i think i had you change it it's that one that kind of like all right yeah, from yeah like happy to like dart yeah that one's gonna be sweet um that's another one just been in the vault like i've i've put so much on my plate that i just have so many unfinished projects i just don't want to get into but i need to yeah i guess when you're a perfectionist sometimes it's hard but sometimes you just gotta say you know what whatever i'm putting it out but exactly exactly yeah happy days man yeah thanks for having me happy days sir yeah i always say that i don't know (laughs) how have you found like being interviewed by a british guy because obviously you're from 
Akron, which is where LeBron's from. I, I, I yeah. was gonna, I was gonna try and go into an NBA side topic, but you know, the, there was never the, uh, there was never the, uh, the time. But um, are you a big uh, Cleveland um, Cavaliers fan or? Uh, yeah, uh, I, I like all the sports. I got a Browns Cleveland hat. Browns. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yep, yep. So I'm more, I'm more a football guy. Like football is my main sport, but uh, I like like basketball i just don't really watch it when they're losing and right now it's not really they're they weren't in the playoffs or anything so yeah because covid and stuff kind of cut the season short but i was when uh, lebron was on the team and they were good yeah i've i've met a few people from cleveland who are like yeah i support lebron i'm just going to support him when he's in miami and in la uh, and oh oh it's great he's, he was at cleveland and we won a championship but uh, mm. yeah, a lot of people just follow him, which is, I guess, all right. A lot of people yeah. do. I root for him too. It's it is what it is. He's fun to watch in general. So mm. it is. Oh well, there we had we had the NBA segment. That was cool. But yeah. um, well, I'll just uh, hit um, stop recording. But everyone, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Beats and Bars podcast. I'm your host, Battle Beats. See you next week. It's Battle Beats.